I wanted to add a bit to my previous uh, podcast about disaster survivors, trauma survivors, um, 9-11 survivors, and especially for those out there who, you know, through the recent hurricanes or other man-made or, or natural disasters, some of the, the shootings uh, that have happened recently, the hur- Hurricane Dorian and other uh, catastrophes, that s- some of the things that I learned after 9-11, thanks to some of the terrific trauma counselors that came to work with us the following week after 9-11 happened. Um, The first and probably the most important thing that they told us is that while it may feel like you are going crazy, you can relax because you are not going crazy. What you are experiencing is a totally normal and natural reaction to a totally unnormal, catastrophic uh, event. So if you're feeling like you're going crazy, um, if you're hyper-stressed, if you're antsy, if you can't sit still, or if, if you're constantly obsessing about certain things and it just feels like you're forgetting things, um, your mind, you can't focus, you're not going crazy. This is a normal reaction to a disaster or a trauma. So it does get better. The important thing is it once you realize that it 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 helps. It it's like, oh, okay, I'm not going crazy. Um, you know, this is just, you know, I've never been in this situation before. This is my fight or flight response kicking in. This is my body just like on overload of adrenaline after you know surviving this thing. Um, and it's it feels crazy making. And there are some strategies that you can use that will make this get better and reduce your chances of developing full-blown post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, One of them that I found particularly helpful, especially in the early days, was keeping a journal and writing things down writing the thoughts I had, writing the emotions I had, writing what I remembered of that day and, and writing what happened of the day before, you know, anything that is happening to you as you're going through it, it helps get it out of your head and onto paper, helps it stop going around and around and around in your head. Likewise, talking about it, talking about it with other people who experienced it with you, talking about it with people who didn't experience it with you, but who experienced it, talking about it with anybody and everybody who will listen. 
tell your story, share your story. It doesn't have to be on a stage. It doesn't have to be in front of a crowd of people. It can be one-on-one. Oh, well, when this, you know, when it happened, this is where I was. This is what I was doing. Um, this is how, what happened while I was doing that. Um, this is, you know, I was in my office on the 36th floor, uh, two blocks away from the trade center when the first plane hit the building of the towers and the, we were watching the news on TV thinking that we were seeing footage of the original plane that hit the towers only to find out when the plane on TV hit the building on TV, our building shook with the crash, felt the impact, heard the impact, and we totally lost our television signal. And that's when we realized that it was not an accident. And telling this story, telling where I was, doing what what I was doing, what happened after that, as you tell it, it has less and less power over your mind. It helps get it out. It helps give a voice to it. And it is, to me, it was key in having some sense of normalcy, just having people that I could, my fellow volunteers out at Point Thank You, we had that, it wasn't technically a support group, but we were a group of people who shared the same experience and we talked about it. Yeah. Not like that as in in a therapy session, but we just talked about different things as we, as we all went through them and it was very helpful and writing it down in a journal. I mean, anything to get it out of your head, because when it's just going around and around and around in your head, that's when you get issues later on because it didn't have anywhere to go. And if you fight it and if you keep it inside and you don't talk about it and you don't write about it, guess what? 10 years later, it's going to come out and it's going to come out in ways that you don't want it to come out. So get it out on paper. Let the, let the, think of it as like a, a pressure cooker, you know, like an instant pot. Oh, that's a very strange analogy, but you know, the pressure builds, the pressure builds, the pressure builds. If you turn, open up the valve and let the steam out, it decreases the pressure, decreases the pressure inside. And it, it, it lets it go. If you keep fighting it and you keep resisting talking about it and you keep it inside and you don't cry and you don't talk about it and you don't write about it. It doesn't go away. It stays there and it comes back in ways that are not fun, um, by any stretch of the imagination. So I would strongly recommend writing about it in a journal, keep a diary. Nobody has to see it, you know, or you can, I like handwriting, but you can type it into a password protected document on your computer, uh, send emails to yourself, you know, from your phone, you know, any way that use an app 
on your phone to like keep a diary, anything that, that helps you get it out of your head will help. Um, make sure you're not self-medicating with alcohol, drugs, or my, my, my particular poison food. Um, you want to maintain a, a healthy balance, make sure you're getting enough sleep, make sure you're eating well, make sure you're not excessively drinking or doing drugs. Um, you know, physical exercise, going out for walks will help anything that gets you doing something that somewhat resembles normal, although it doesn't really get normal. Um, and reach out. I mean, if you, if you need to reach out to somebody, it is not a sign of weakness. If they are offering disaster relief, you know, counseling services, take advantage of it. Um, it, it, it can only help really. And so, um, healthy food, like make sure you're eating. Don't not eat. Make sure you're eating three meals a day so that your body has nourishment. Make sure you're staying hydrated. Drink water. Um, if you need to make lists to remember stuff that you need to do, make lists. It's not, you're not going crazy. It's just you're in the middle of a situation which is like nothing you have ever experienced before in your life it is scary. Um, and it will get better. If there's one thing that I can leave you with is it, it will get better. The more you talk about it, the more you write about it, the, the more you, you know, take care of yourself and, and try to do whatever n n return to normalcy you can in bits and pieces if need be. Do, do stuff for yourself. You know, go for a manicure. Do something that you, it, that makes it, makes you less stressed. Um, it will, it, it won't entirely go away. You will see, I mean, you won't have the intensity that you have right now. You'll still get emotional. 18 years later, I still get, I still get emotional. There are still things that, you know, I know I need to, you know, be very aware of in terms of types of movies I can watch and don't watch and, you know, things that will set me back to where I was 18 years ago, but it, it, you get, you get better at it. You get better at navigating that stuff and it's, it becomes a lot more manageable. There are going to be times when sometimes you just, it, it, it just comes through for un unexpectedly, but it's not, with the intensity that you're experiencing it right now, it, it does get better. You just need to let it, uh, give it a, give it a way out of your head. Start a podcast. 
Um, stranger things have happened. And and it will it will help you. And I think I'm reaching the point now where I'm just rambling on. And I don't know if I'm saying anything even remotely helpful at this point. So I'm going to end this with um, something that I wrote as part of this whole thing about not feeling like a survivor enough uh, or somebody else saying that, you know, well, you aren't really a survivor because you weren't in the buildings. Um, I said, I posted this on social media in response to what was getting to be a heated discussion about who qualifies as a, as a, a 9-11 survivor and who doesn't. And this is what I wrote. I think part of the disconnect here is that we're looking at it from a perspective of 18 years later, after we knew we had survived and where we fit in the giant puzzle that makes up our 9-11 story. It's a puzzle that is never fully finished Pieces are always going to be missing and new pieces are always being found every day. And sometimes we step on a Lego. On that day, in that immediate area, when none of us knew what the fuck was going on, or if we were even going to have a place, or if we were even going to have a plane land on us next, which we didn't, we didn't know. Everyone was scared shitless that day down there. Nobody knew what was happening next. It's easy to say, you know, oh, well, you were only here. Or you were only there. That day, nobody knew what was coming next. So on that day, as I started to say, in that immediate area, when none of us knew what the fuck was going on, or if we were going to have a plane land on us next, we were right smack in the middle of the attack zone and terrified for our lives. That is our commonality as survivors of that day. And to end this on a very positive note, that terrified feeling will eventually lessen. It will not always feel as intense as it does to you right now.